Good evening, wonderful people. Welcome to my channel. We are speaking of Navamsha, the ninth divisional chart series. And now we shall speak about the one of the most important factors of Navamsha, which is transformation of the ascendant. It's like you are one kind of person before marriage and you are a completely different kind of person after marriage or after 36 years of age. This is one of the fundamental aspects of Vedic astrology. That's why they see the birth chart and the Navamsha. So let us briefly, in as much time as we have now, examine why this is so and what are the possibilities and why this could happen that way. Okay, so let's get right into it. So there we have it. We have the our ever-famous zodiac pie over there. And I'm going to explain it with a particular example of the transformation of ascendant from natal to navamsha. How does it go? To Just to recap, point number one. The ascendant is the viewpoint or the lens through which you observe the world. One perceives all areas of life through the eyes of the ascendant. Nine times out of ten, this is important, that ascendant goes from one type of sign and nakshatra in natal chart to another sign and nakshatra in the Navamsha. An example is here. I have taken an ascendant in Gemini in Ardra nakshatra in the third pada and the same person will become Aquarius ascendant in Navamsha as you can see over there. Right? So, what happens this so the first transformation is the zodiac sign itself that is positive in this case going from gemini to saturn ruled by saturn and rahul so there's the transformation right there right first is the transformation of the dispositor the zodiac nakshatras will come next step nakshatra colors that particular attribute but actually the first transformation is always the dispositor going from gemini which is ruled by mercury going towards saturn aquarius ruled by saturn and rahu so that's the first transformation so what does this imply for example in this example gemini is rajas dual and male sign in the natal and in the Navamsha, it becomes Tamas fixed and female sign. So you're going from a dual sign right there to a, to a fixed sign. When a person goes from a dual sign to a fixed sign later in life or with spouse, you should interpret it in both ways. Navamsha, one is how you behave with the same person behaves with the spouse. And the next part is how a person transforms into later on in life. Okay, these are the two ways of interpreting Navamsha. So, in this case, it goes from being a male sign to a female sign, dual sign to a fixed sign. So, this person begins the first half of their life, the journey, by assuming the personality of Gemini in Mercury in Gemini, which is moving, which is quite a lot of mental energy, quite a lot of thinking, quite a lot of analysis quite a lot of mental logic reasoning analysis to the sign of Aquarius later. Aquarius is a fixed sign. It wants to do everything for the masses. It wants to you know, think 11th house. Aquarius is 11th house. So think 11th house terms. This is as simple as extending that particular argument towards Aquarius. And it's a female sign. 
that means it is all about internal processing gemini is a male sign it wants to go outward and explore okay so the huge difference in perspective that arises in the person going from before 36 years of age to after 36 years of age is quite apparent in just this one tiny example the only place where ascendant will remain the same in the natal and navamsha will be like something like what i'm pointing here right aries the first pada it's aries in uh, natal and aries in navamsha or the second pada of taurus for example right the taurus where where is the taurus taurus here see there's a taurus sign it's the second pada of rohini nakshatra so there's taurus here taurus there in navamsha those kind of situations are rare right most of it they are not most of the time nine times out of 10 it is always different what is there in natal and what is there in navamsha becomes different either it is going from earth to air earth to fire fire to earth so on so forth there are all kinds of combinations as we go around this pie so that's the very first point to remember what's next right so next thing to note is the transformation of ascendant we'll take from the previous example going from gemini to aquarius at the third pada but i'm taking now the chart of the classic blank chart of vedic astrology gemini ascendant there on the top and aquarius ascendant by nakshatras at the bottom so basically this transforms to this this transforms to this and this diamond in the center is what we are focusing on in this slide yes remember this kendra kendra means the foundation of your life whatever planets fall in this diamond in these four boxes the house number 1 4 7 and 10 becomes the guiding light of your personality <clears throat> because we are addressing here things more from a personality perspective yes So house number 1 4 7 and 10 what is there in Gemini it is 3 6 9 and 12 you got to remember one rule and you'll see these patterns study of vedic astrology is all about studying patterns patterns and more patterns and overlapping patterns okay one pattern modifying another pattern it goes like this so it becomes a very interesting pattern study so number 3 Gemini is in the first house 6 comes in the fourth house Sagittarius comes in the seventh house and Pisces comes in the tenth house. All of them are what? Gemini is what? It is dual sign. So is Virgo. So is Sagittarius. So is Pisces. So if you have a dual sign ascendant, rest of the four, seven, and ten houses also become dual. This just keeps rotating around in itself. Even same thing for Virgo. Same thing for Sagittarius. Same thing for Pisces. So the Kendra is important to note because it's a change in personality. Whatever is in the Kendra is deeply affecting your personality type. Whatever is outside of this Kendra is affecting areas of your life, and as a result, you it does affect you. Whatever you gain, whatever you lose, whatever kind of family you have, etc. But it's sort of your arms, if you can say. The Kendra is like the central column of your body, something like that. Now it changed to Aquarius. Aquarius is fixed sign. So again, you have all fixed signs facing the inside the Kendra, right? Inside this red diamond. So you are eleven, two, five, and eight. Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio. So this becomes the Kendra guiding force of this. So everything about therefore any fixed sign becomes fixed as a result. Here, any 
dual sign becomes very movable, very wishy-washy, very shifting kind of personality. If you tell them this, they will always be the ones to suggest the alternative. Yeah, I'd like to go and eat this particular thing. They will always be saying, but what about this? I'd like to go and choose this career path. Yeah, but what about this? This is also equally good. These are the kind of people who suggest always the second side of things. Because their mind is thinking in terms of dualistic nature of things all the time. All all the dual signs. Even Virgo is like that. Even Sagittarius is like that. Even Pisces is like that. In different ways. Right? It's just the elements keep changing. See, number three here is air. Number uh, four, in the fourth house, Virgo is about earth. Then in fire, then water. So earth, air, fire, water keeps changing positions. But essentially, these four signs act in a dualistic way. Now you come to Aquarius, it becomes all about fixed sign, again fixed air sign. So it goes from a dual male sign, air sign, okay, Aquarius is also an air sign in this particular case, but it is tamasic, that was Aquarius looking for materialistic pursuits as opposed to Gemini who is looking for materialistic uh, mental pursuits. So you go from mental energy to a very materialistic energy right and that's what happens in this ascendant Aquarius is all a fixed signs in Kendra so essentially a person goes from being flexible and dynamic which is in Gemini towards being a fixed rigid type of personality itself going from natal to Navamsha also noteworthy is in the change of the quality of the houses this is another one thing you can notice what do you mean by quality of houses for Aquarius for Gemini ascendant the fourth house is a friendly sign. See, it's a friend's there. The spouse's house is a neutral sign and so is the tenth house. The house of career is also neutral. Now, when this person transforms to Navamsha, Aquarius, it becomes the fourth house is friends. So, that is same. It doesn't change. Fourth house is what? Mother, heart, homeland, all the matters of home, real estate, that kind of a thing. So, this is good. It doesn't transform much. But look at the spouse. For Gemini, the spouse is a neutral sign, 7th house. But for an Aquarius, it transforms into an enemy sign. Aquarius is all about others. So anything with the house of the sun, Saturn is an enemy with. Even Rahu is an enemy with. Aquarius is cold ruled by Saturn and Rahu. So therefore, it becomes an enemy sign. Generally speaking, Aquarian people have a lot of beef with the spouse, with their lover. As soon as they develop a relationship, they become anti that person. Imagine that. They have some karma with them. In fact, everybody does. But anyway, so does the 10th house becomes an enemy sign. Whereas there, it was neutral. In Gemini, it was neutral. Here, it's become enemy. So you have transformed two houses, very crucial houses, the house of spouse and the career house, into enemy houses later in life. What does this play out in terms of real life? Well, these areas become challenging for the Aquarius Ascendant going forward, especially after 36 when they are in their career. After the 36 when they might be in proper marriage and having kids, etc. The relationships and the career are a big challenge areas for the Aquarius Ascendant. This person, when they were born like this, they were not thinking about all of this stuff. They didn't have any idea about this stuff. Now you understand the importance of Namamsha. Let's see another aspect which plays out now. Next thing to notice in this diamond, 
is the relationship between the ascendant third house and what it transforms to later in life is Aquarius, right? The position difference between the ascendant house and the Navamsha house, okay? That's notice the cusp and the lord of the ascendant. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Notice the cusp and the lord of the ascendant in both cases. If you see a Navamsha and if you see a natal, this is the natal in this our example, yeah? And this is the Navamsha. Of the same person so you have to notice the cusp of this ascendant where the angle is which is the dominant planet sitting for this ascendant till the 36 years of age and the lord of the ascendant in this case being mercury where is it sitting in which house is it exalted debilitated etc and you will get the first 36 years of play out of this person's life pretty much how it plays out as a personality okay <clears throat> Both in natal as well as Navamsha, the planets closest to the cusp and the lord of the ascendant placement, exchange of lordship, etc., will be an indicator of the areas of focus. The drive towards that particular house matters early and later in life. In Navamsha, for the cusp of the ascendant, whatever planet is sitting in, nine times out of ten it is different to natal both the cusp of the ascendant as well as the lord of the ascendant in this case it becomes saturn the lord of the ascendant <coughs> see where the lord of the ascendant is sitting which house and what it's doing there whether it's exalted debilitated and in navamsha the relationship between the ascendant and gemini becomes one to five whereas in natal it was three one to nine so in the beginning the you might say that this person is slowly moving silently and in a hidden way going towards Aquarius. It is a build-up. It is not an overnight process. It's a build-up. So this person is building up on to become an Aquarius ascendant. That means which the drive is ninth house matters. That means <coughs> it's about wisdom. It's about understanding. It's about philosophical aspects of life. It's about worldview world philosophy what do you think of the world what do you think the world is your opinion of the world your ideas about the world this person is silently developing that and later in life that person becomes intent on learning more of that stuff because fifth house is the house of learning fifth house is the house of creativity right why am i saying it's important to pay attention to the natal ascendant even in Navamsha, because essentially this person is the same. Essentially, you are Navamsha and you are natal all the time. There is no difference in this. So, to say that the person completely transforms from one thing to another is quite off the mark. It is the same person. It is a division of the same chart. Natal chart always rules. Always, always. <clears throat> Navamsha is the slight modification in the way you approach it. In natal chart, this person you might say is moving towards ninth house kind of qualities from Gemini perspective. <clears throat> and in Navamsha, the Aquarius ascendant is trying to learn more about Gemini. It's friendly sign, so that will be helpful also. So Aquarius wants to learn more about matters of the fifth house. It may become about speculative gains, investing in stock market. It might want to get more good education right it's a house of education 
creativity it might get very creative depending upon where the lord mercury is sitting and even where the lord of ascendant is sitting <clears throat> so notice the shift of the position of house area of life from natal to navamsha and from navamsha with respect to the natal this shift in focus after noting point number 1 is a good indicator of how the person will be moving in life this to this and this to this natal signifies the earlier years of life till a young adult we already talked about that while navamsha is typically considered to be mature after 36 years of age this is arguable since these days men and women tend to merge couple at early ages as boyfriend girlfriend also one might say navamsha kicks in right from that kind of association see navamsha will kick in early in life if you start associating with the opposite sex or if you start having sex or if you start having falling in love start having relationships this is very important to understand you might not be married or having a formal marriage contract that's just paperwork if you start having relationships you are kicking in your navamsha you are sort of accelerating your evolution so to speak because that chart is very different from that chart so you're becoming a different kind of person this is why your association in relationships with the in an intimate kind of way falling in love with people always changes a person deeply it's a deeply psychic phenomena it's a deeply involving personality changing phenomena in life okay got to remember this next let's talk about more finer aspects of navamsha okay in the meantime take care be safe and have some fun